Barbara Hopley. Hopley, yes. Hopley. He's a Swiss-German name. You were the head of the Swiss... I was uh, the president of the Swiss Chamber in Italy. And you are a publisher. I'll just say you're a publisher and a bookseller. Yes. And you have a big, beautiful bookstore in Milan. Yes. Plus, you run a successful online bookselling e-commerce store, mostly in Italy? Absolutely. And we are in Prague at the Rise Bookselling Conference, and you just gave a talk. Welcome to the Bibliophile. Thank you very much, Nigel. I'm very happy to be here with you. Uh, now, in that talk, you mentioned something called fixed price. Yes. Now, not everyone in North America or the English-speaking world knows what that is. Yeah. Could you tell me what it is? Yes. So it means that we have a law that fixes the the book price, so uh, the price that is printed uh, on the back of the book is the price uh, that uh, the book must be sold. The maximum discount price on books is 5% and that is determined by the law. But publishers uh, can do uh, one campaign a year up to 20% discount, except for the month of December. So this is a very important law that helps the, the book sector. Okay, and it's named, in Italy at least, it's named after a person who lobbied or was instrumental in getting this law passed in 2011. Right. It's named after uh, Ricky Levi, Riccardo Levi. He is the current uh, president of the European Federation of uh, uh, Publishers. And in Italy, he's the president of the Italian Association of Publishers. He worked in politics, so he was a very good lobbyist and very successful. And uh, all the book world uh, helped him uh, lobbying. And uh, it was a big success because uh, the law passed uh, with uh, the whole parliament uh, unanimous. Okay. So I want to know what arguments he used. Well, mainly uh, he made uh, the parliament understand how important books are for our society. Uh, Books are the cornerstone of our society, even if uh, in the book sector in Italy uh, were just a few, maybe 20,000 workers that are not a lot. We have not big uh, importance for politicians, but we make a very important job. We make books and we sell books. And so the book market must be regulated, must be taken care of of our market because books are the cornerstone of our society. Okay, so you just said that twice now. 
Books are the cornerstone of our society. Yeah. What does that mean? So it means that um, books is the um, one of the main instruments for uh, culture uh, to be taught and to be um, transmitted. Yeah, it's good. Transmitted. Communicated. Communicated between uh, generations to remember what happened, uh, not forget many things, learn. Why? Why is that important? Why is that important? Well, because um, we learn from the past. And uh, books uh, give freedom to uh, citizens, to individuals. Um, freedom to think freedom, about freedom because uh, they give you they give you knowledge they give you the power to be able to analyze uh, to critical think they give you instruments to to be a citizen in society to to have your your space and respect and so on and rights and books are really important otherwise only through social media I don't know if we can do that not enough (laughs) not deep enough I I love social media but uh, we can learn how to use social media but first we need some books also e-books it's fine yeah the important is books yeah okay here's what I think yeah I think Italy, in particular, knows what it's like to live under a fascist regime. And so it's particularly important to Italians. Would you agree with that? I I think it's important for everybody, really, not just for Italians. But it's particularly... I mean, I'm trying to get to why you introduced this law, because... It would never be introduced in North America. Yeah, we have different histories, but they're uh, often... Um, we had some synergies in the past and also nowadays. It may be, it may be that uh, we still have some memories, but I don't know nowadays yeah. if everybody remember everything. I okay. That's okay. why books are important. I think books are important anyway for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, we are a publisher also for uh, textbooks for schools. So I think that is another very important thing for the society to do good textbooks for schools. You see, that's so controversial now. You look at Florida. And they're fighting over what the kids should be allowed to read. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. You must tell me more about Florida, actually, uh, uh, because I don't know much. Yeah, it's definitely a concern. You talked to, during your talk, you mentioned there's three or four uh, sort of publishers. And they have this vertical integration where they own the distribution. They also own the bookstores. 
and it makes it very difficult for small independent bookstores to compete with that that's one that was that another reason that the law was introduced yeah i think so yes because when you produce and also sell your own uh, products it's much easier to play with discounts I, for example, am a uh, publisher and a bookseller, <laughs> but uh, as a bookseller, uh, I sell only maybe 5% of uh, my, my publisher books, so I sell everything. Uh, but of course, yes, I think uh, th this is a very important uh, reason and uh, it helps independent bookstores and also independent uh, publishers to uh, compete uh, with the same instruments. It's not easy because in fact in Italy there are uh, three, four very large groups of publishers, distributors, logistics, and, and book, bookstore chains. And, and who are they? Like Montadori is one? It's Montadori, Feltrinelli, Messaggerie, uh, Giunti. Okay. Uh, we, we work with them very well. They do a good job. They're, they're, they are different between them. Uh, they have their own character and so on. Uh, but these big groups... So for an independent, uh, it's not that easy. No, no. Yeah. So you wanted to even the playing field. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah, the law help, helps, helps in that. this. Uh, now, and, and also because uh, uh, there was the Amazon coming, so uh, it was important to fix the price, to set the price for online and brick and mortar alike. Yes, so that happened in 2011 and Amazon came in in 2012, is that right? Yeah, I can check. And so they can't discount more than 5% in, in Italy. No, but even there are some technicalities if you're interested, interested about the, this law. Uh, after 20 months from the date of publication, the discount is free after 20 months. What do you mean? So a new book for 20 months can be uh, sold only uh, at its price, maximum 5% discount. After, after 20 months, discount is free. Discount is, anyone can discount whatever they want? After, yeah, after 20, 20 months. months from date of publication. So it protects new publications. Yeah, for 20 months. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. After that, it's whatever they want. So Amazon would wait for 20 months and then cut it 30%. If they have it in stock for more than six months. Those are technicalities. But we can, for example, we are a, 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 book, a bookstore. If we have in, in store for more than six months uh, titles that have been published more than 20 months, months ago, ago, we can put it on a higher discount. I see, because it, you want to sell it, obviously, right? Yeah. And it just is not selling at that price. Yeah. We don't really use, we, uh, like 
as Hopley book, Bookstore, we don't use discount a lot. No. We work with other instruments. Like what? Like we, you know, we are real booksellers. We have 40 booksellers. They are professionals. They help you. They welcome you. Uh, they can suggest you what to buy. Uh, you can have a, ch have a chat with them. <laughs> you can become friends with them. You can become friends. You can even fall in love with them. <laughs> um, okay, I expect to do that when I come next month. You never know. Okay. So... I understand that your father was a legendary bookseller. <laughs> Why? Well, my father is still alive, but he retired yeah. uh, because of health um, issues. What's his name? Ulrico. All of, all of my um, relatives, if they are males, they are named Ulrico. <laughs> More, at, at every generation there is one Ulrico. Uh, we, our last name is Swiss German and we come from Turgau. Turgau is a canton of Switzerland. So the founder of the firm was uh, Ulrico, Ulrich, Italian is I, Ital well, in Italian Ulrico. Uh, so at every generation Ulrico, Ulrico, also because the firm is called Ulrico Hoepli. <laughs> anyway, uh, I was not named Ulrika, <laughs> luckily. Uh, <laughs> uh, my, who my who are you named after? Anyone? They just like Barbara. The, no. They just like the name. Yeah, my okay. mother. My mother liked the name. Okay. And she thought that it it, it was a, an easy name also to go also abroad. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And also it means foreign woman, Barbara. I'm a barbarian. Yeah, that's what I've heard. <laughs> no, I, I'm a barbarian because, uh, I, I don't know, in, in, uh, in Italian, uh, barbarians are foreigners. Yeah. So. They rape and pillage and they no, don't have any, no, no, no. they don't have any morals. And they, no, uh, no, no, no. I'm just a foreigner. I'm not, I'm. I'm not barbaric, I'm, I'm foreigner, it's okay. different, I don't know. <laughs> uh, we didn't talk, uh, we haven't gotten to your father yet. Yeah, so my father uh, uh, was very passionate about uh, his work. He still loves and he loved uh, the bookstore and the publishing house, I think more than his, um, his kids. In fact, I was uh, sometimes quite jealous because he would care more uh, for the bookstore and for the and for the publishing house and for the people who worked there more than uh, for me or my or my brothers. <laughs> uh, he was very passionate and he was very, I think, sympathetic. Everybody loved him. Um, he loved to know people, to know about them, to uh, make friends with uh, everybody. He loved to speak uh, foreign languages. He spoke some foreign language, languages. He was quite gifted 
uh, but also, for example, in Prague, he would have loved to uh, learn a few words in, in the local language. So everybody loved him. And that's why he was a good bookseller? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. You know, I'm the daughter, I'm not a customer, so I don't know. But, yeah. Did he ever tell you what the secret was? I think the secret uh, is, uh, uh, on one side, to have really a, a passion and a love for um, our for our job uh, for the bookstore he loved the bookstore he used to say that uh, he would love to sleep in the bookstore and yeah. the books were his friends and I really feel the same uh, nowadays getting older I think I feel that more and more that books are really my friends when I go to bed and I have my books here, you know, I'm with my friends and I'm fine, I'm never alone. Anyway, uh, so on one side, this love and passion for books and for our job. Uh, but the, on the other side, the, the, uh, the other very important thing for our job uh, is um, something that we inherited from our Swiss um, roots. Yeah. because uh, the founder of the uh, firm was a Protestant. He came from Turgau, right from the region where Zwingli, a Protestant, he, he was Zwinglian. In the Zwinglian view, work, ethic, uh, work ethics are uh, really important in your life. And I think we really inherited something from this tradition. Uh, my father was Protestant. I am not uh, because I became Catholic because my mother was Catholic and I grew up as a Catholic. But yeah. in fact, I feel this uh, work ethics, Protestant work ethic, uh, that is uh, very Milanese as well because Milanese are, are very well known for their work ethic. So this Swiss Protestant work ethics work ethic uh, gets along very well with the Milanese work ethic. Uh, so, you know, on one side, love and passion, more heart. And on the other side, ser be serious and precise and look at the numbers, look at the cashier, and uh, you know, all mm. those things. Okay. Yeah. So, and yeah. why do you have this work ethic? Is it because when you work hard, you're happy? Why? No, no, I think I just grew up um, like that, and some of it I, I inherited from maybe my father and my grandfather mm -hmm. and some I can really breathe it in the, in Milan because uh, well, I grew up in Milan even if I spent some time also in the States and in, in um, UK and 
Paris a little bit too. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm used like that. Okay. Uh, it's a family thing, but I think it's also a personal thing and maybe a Milanese thing. I don't know. I'm very proud of being Milanese. I'm not nationalist at all. Uh, when I'm Italy, I feel more Swiss. When I'm in Switzerland, I feel more Italian. But in Prague, I feel fine. I love Europe. Yes, you said that. It's a, in fact, that's right in the description in the program is that you love Europe. Yeah, I'm not an extremist, but I think I'm an, uh, an extreme Europeist. Yeah. Well, what, there's so many wonderful places in Europe. Yeah, I, li I really believe in the goal of Europe and uh, how Europe is uh, uh, very important for uh, for the geographic Europe and for the countries, I think that it protects us from war and it helps us in many ways and it helps us also to go uh, over national borders. That yeah, is, that I is that is what I don't feel and I don't like to watch. Yeah. Borders and nationalities, and yeah. I mean, I love to study or to read. I was reading something about uh, Prague and and uh, and the history of Prague. I love to study that, but I don't like nationalism too much. Your bookstore in Milan is five, six stories high, right? Yeah, it's uh, five uh, stories open to the public and one uh, we just work okay we do the online packages and so on because the interesting thing is that uh, um, our e-commerce uh, is a bit like our uh, brick and mortar bookstore online yeah so you can maybe see through that behind uh, the online online screen there are some booksellers so that's our idea and uh, maybe you can feel it not all the that, customers can read it but that, that's how in fact there are heart. booksellers behind also the e-commerce so so we, we uh, uh, who are our co-workers that work for uh, e our uh, e-commerce they are in the same building we are all together okay i've just spoken with uh jeff deutsch is his name and he's just written a book called in praise of bookshops and what he is championing is the experience of the browse yeah so how do you make that the best possible experience? This word experience became quite popular. We believe in experience. We always believed. If, if maybe we didn't use that word, mm -hmm. uh, but what I told you earlier, uh, we believe that the bookstore, well, must be, um, must be. I don't know if warm is the correct term, but uh, you know, we must welcome customers 
and uh, we, we would like to talk with customers if they like and help them if they like. They can browse, of course. We have some customers that come and browse all day long for weeks and weeks and it's okay. We like that, it's okay. Maybe they just buy, I don't know, one book every two years, <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> So the experience also of coming maybe to our readings, to our events for kids, for adults, to our book clubs. Yeah, to be part of our readers community and share with us the passion for books or discover books sometimes. Because... Many, especially young people, are a bit afraid of uh, uh, entering a real bookstore because we are a real bookstore. We don't sell electronics, we don't sell music or... Baskets? No, we, we have a very small, tiny section of uh, stationery uh, just because uh, we like to write, <laughs> but really tiny. Otherwise, it's just books. Uh, so uh, some people are, are just a bit afraid so uh, that's why I was using warm because we don't want to look too cold and icy or intellectuals not at all we, we are just simple books humble and simple booksellers and uh, yeah and you know we have a tradition of professional books also we have a tradition of uh, technical and scientific books. Uh, we have a tradition of school books. So a tradition of books that can help you, that can help you for your job, for your profession, for your studies. Uh, freedom, freedom of, of thought. It's not just books for um, evasion. Evasion, evasion. Yes. escapism. Escapism. Right. So, of course, we sell a lot of uh, fiction as well, uh, and we are happy to do it. But um, it's, it's not the only goal of our uh, book selling um, job. That comes from the Swiss, I think, Swiss ethics too. So, um, to make books that are useful. Right. In fact, we, we publish just non-fiction books. Yeah. So they can help you to do what? To grow, to feel better, to find your place in the world, in society, to be able to take care of yourself, of your rights, to find the job that you really like, to follow your dreams, to realize them, and so on. To, you know, to be able to grow. Yeah. You mentioned the goal. That's your goal. Your goal is to help people to do that. Is that yes. right? Yes, yes, yes. It's true. Both uh, as uh, booksellers and as publishers, yes. We want to help people to grow and create something also, what they like. Yeah. What's the best piece of advice you've ever read in any book? 
sorry. <laughs> what's what's the best piece of advice you can give anyone? For to work? For anything. Anything. So in this moment of my life, maybe to really be able to listen to yourself. Yeah. I mean, listen to everybody, but then take a minute, listen to yourself and try to understand really deeply what you really feel, what you really want to do, what you really want to answer. It's not that easy. Uh, especially because I am a woman uh, and I grew up uh, in a certain way and in certain in a well, the Italian society. Uh, I think this is very important to really take some seconds sometimes to think about what you're doing, what you're saying and think this is me or this is what other people expect me to do, to say, to act for everybody. Yeah. I, I'm a woman and I also have two daughters. I think this is a very important thing and uh, it took me a while to learn it and still now sometimes I forgot. I, for, I forget. I forget to do it. And is it an instinct? Like when you're listening to yourself no, it's Does very it, no, it's very difficult. No, that's what I'm saying. Is how do you understand what you want, what it is? I think it's very difficult, and you have you really have to learn how to do it. For me, the, for some people, I think it may be in, instinctual, and it's great. It's a great uh, gift. For me, uh, it's not easy. I I really had to learn to do it. And I I work on it every day. Every day, I, I try. I really try to work it, to work on it. There must be a book about this. Sure, <laughs> we publish. We publish them. Yeah. About how to understand yourself. Well, yes, we have um, we have some books about. We can call it maybe mindfulness or something like that. I had a, a, a very nice advice. That I used to put in my in my WhatsApp um, profile. Yes. Let's see if I can find it. If you are still interested. Very Let's interested. See. I'm very interested in this. Let's yeah. see if I can find it. Because it gets to the heart of uh, the importance of uh, bookstores. It's not me. about bookstores. No, but it's about finding yourself, and often you do find yourself in books. And where do you Absolutely. find books? You find them in bookstores. Yeah. And where do you talk about this? You talk about it with others often in bookstores. Right. So this is a, this is a, um, is something that I really like, and uh, is actually a, an artwork. We cannot show it, but I can read it, and it's a sentence from a some famous uh, thinker. I'm sure that some listeners will uh, will know who's the thinker. The most terrible things were genocide and slavery have resulted not from disobedience but from obedience. So that's a nice sentence that uh, I really that. like. If you want to understand more about myself. 
<laughs> yeah, obedience, disobedience. <laughs> I have to learn to appreciate, appreciate disobedience, even in the workplace. A disobedience means getting to a, an understanding and a belief on your own. Yeah, of course. Uh, in not listening to others and doing what they say automatically. Exactly. Well, uh, those are really simple, uh, simple. things, but uh, I, I think we must uh, uh, remind them every day. You've given a, a talk already today, so you must be tired, but I got one more No, no, I'm fine. It's question. just my English. When you go into a bookstore, yes. I've heard from some great booksellers that the way it's organized me as the customer should come in and know where things are instinctually because that's how they've been planned instinctually I think is a bit too much it's impossible once you've had a look around you can quickly grasp yeah, yeah, I think it's important. I think it's quite important. Uh, but still, you need to leave some something out of the ordinary uh, that can help you, maybe help you in a bookstore to get lost and find something that you were not looking when you entered the bookstore. Uh, so it yeah it's imp I think it's important to be able also to know where to go where to find your books, but still to have some nice surprise here and there, yeah it's important. That's the job of the good bookseller. And how do you do that? You have you need to have an idea, I think. Uh, you need to have an idea uh, so to know. What do you want the customer to discover? Uh, where do you want to bring the customer? On one hand. On the other hand, you really need to listen to customers, mm -hmm. which means also read newspapers, be very informed, uh, know everything about uh, everything, uh, so you know where interests of society are going. Uh, and you follow them and you have the right books and you have the, the good uh, windows and so on both of them follow the customers but also have a, your own idea of what you want to do as a bookseller otherwise if you, if you don't have a, a personality as a bookseller or mm. a, as a bookstore well, you can go to the supermarket. That's easy. Or you can go yeah. online. That's okay. Because as I just heard, uh, we are all hybrid customers. It's true. Nowadays, we are all hybrid customers. Yeah. But if we know exactly what we want, we'll try and get it for as, the cheapest price we can. But if we want to meet someone who has interesting things to say about books and recommendations, that's what you would go to a bookstore for, right? Of course, but I, I think we, I say we, we that we work at Herbley, 
we are really open to different platforms, different channels. We really uh, accept and like that every customer is a hybrid customer. Myself, sometimes I like to buy a book in the grocery store in, mm -hmm. uh, with the bread because I see it and that's fine. I like it. And then sometimes I like to go to, to other bookstores. Sometimes I like to stay in my bookstore. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm really in a hurry and I want to buy some books for my daughters and I go online. So the next day I have my books at home for the girls. I don't even have to bring the books from work. It's okay, no problem. Some reference books are better uh, in ebook. That's fine, it's good. I think we have to be very happy of how many choices we have. So uh, uh, bookstores, are important, I think they have to survive, but are just one of the many choices when you want to have the personal uh, experience. Well, you're fortunate enough in Italy to have the fixed price. Yes. I think. Yes, very fortunately. Very fortunate. Uh, thankful for the law. It's very important. Well, thanks for explaining it to us and for sharing a bit about uh, who you are and your advice. I'm sorry, today my English was a bit... No, 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 that was fine, that was fine. I'll just end off by saying that uh, Barbara Hoepley, now what do you want to be called? Just a publisher, a bookseller yeah. located in... Milan and come visit the bookstore? Absolutely. The blue, it's blue too, it's right? Blue. Yes. It's Why blue? Just do you like the color? I don't know. In the 70s, uh, my father made this um, iconic uh, shopper, like paper and plastic. At the time, it was actually plastic bag with a blue square and Oblinator, you know, very simple. My father could not see the colors very well. Mm -hmm. How do you say? Colorblind. Yeah, colorblind. And he liked blue. There are other chains in Italy that use other colors. So we sticked to the blue, but for our 140th anniversary, I thought blue enough is enough. And we went very much colorful. In fact, uh, depending on on how we feel, uh, we use a lot of colors, not just blue. Like every good bookseller. Yeah. Thanks very much. You're welcome. Thank you, Nigel. <laughs>